Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everybody in my family gets really <laughs> overexcited about Shakespeare. My granny did a PhD on Shakespeare's plays and whether he wrote them all and all of that stuff. So that is always my role in those occasions. I will find you like a Tudor experience and I will persuade everybody <laughs> to go and do it. <laughs> you know like a wooden cardboard cutout with holes yeah. in, in the faces and the painting was of like a very rotund family wearing horizontally striped Victorian swimming costumes if mm. you can imagine a, that a, scene an absolute classic that is absolute the classic. British ho- family holiday image yes and Dave stood behind one and I remember almost no I didn't almost I did wee myself a little bit because I found it so funny that he, his little face <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. I think his face fitted very perfectly. There was no gap around the hole, which meant <laughs> he did embody this person. Welcome to episode 149 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and she's your other host, Holly Taylor. We have a lot to talk about this episode not least a bunch of unrelated stuff about online shopping and game shows that I've packed off into an extra podcast for everyone on the Cheer Squad tier on Patreon. Coming soon. For the rest of us, we're talking about the 80-20 method and how that's working out for us. Again, we're finding the easier running very lovely indeed, but the hard stuff a bit too much like hard work. We clearly need a goal. We also talk about our return to park run and what that experience was like while we were running it and also on receipt of our park run email a little later on. And we address the elephant in the room and the fuss we kicked up in the last episode about people who wear or don't wear shorts. There's a bit to discuss here and some body appreciation and neutrality and loathing to unpack and unpick. By the way, If you love this podcast, and of course you do, there is a way to get more Holly and Esther nonsense, and that's by becoming part of our pod squad on Patreon. From just £2 a month, you'll have access to our exclusive Discord chat room. There are free chats on Zoom with me and Holly, weekly newsletters and silly videos and all sorts. Come and join us at Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash women's running. And... 
Do please join the Women's Running Wave this September the 24th and run London Vitality 10,000 with us. Just go to vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk and enter the Women's Running Wave to run a gorgeous 10k with us by your side and cheering you on. We can't wait. This episode of the Women's Running Podcast is sponsored by the NSPCC. You can join Team NSPCC and take on the legendary Cardiff Half Marathon on the 1st of October. The Cardiff Half Marathon is one of the largest and most exciting road races in the UK. It is now one of Europe's largest half marathons and is Wales's largest mass participation event. The flat course makes this event perfect for beginners and elites and passes iconic landmarks including Cardiff Castle, the Principality Stadium and stunning Cardiff Bay. The NSPCC are the charity partner for the event and are looking for runners to join them in making a real difference to children's lives. As a team NSPCC runner, you'll receive a breathable running top, personalised training plan and fundraising support all the way to race day on the 1st of October. On the big day, you'll receive a hero's welcome from the team, plus well-deserved food and drink and even a massage. Running a half marathon is so good for your fitness and mental health and running for the NSPCC and knowing every step is also raising vital funds to change children's lives is the perfect motivation. The NSPCC is the only charity equipped to protect children today and prevent abuse tomorrow. Join today at nspcc.org.uk forward slash Cardiff Half and enter RADIO, that's R-A-D-I-O, when you're asked to register for just a pound. We, this does bring me to asking about what we did this weekend because I was going to tell you yeah. that I, I went to Stratford-upon-Avon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and how it was that? Was, it was lovely. It, I went to go and see a colleague of ours in a play. So she, Rosie, who is a, does marketing at our company, she is part of like a, a amateur dramatics group and um, they were doing a, a performance of Boudicca and she was Ooh. one of Boudicca's daughters. No way. Yeah, she was um, like she was amazing. It blew me away. Oh my god. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, she was so great. So I went to go and watch that. Um yeah. and um and yeah, it, and we had a little wander around Stratford upon Avon as well, which obviously is home of Shakespeare, um which yep. um is for my family very overexciting. Everybody in my family gets really <laughs> overexcited about Shakespeare. My granny did a PhD on Shakespeare's plays and whether he wrote them all and all of that stuff. So they all yeah. are very into Shakespeare in my family. Um, so yeah, I, I I loved. I've got a little bit of that in my blood that likes going and doing Aww. those things. So we went and looked at his house where he was <gasps> born. It was oh, great. how exciting. We had yeah. a poke around the theatre. Um, yeah. And I really wanted to go and do the tour, uh, but we didn't have time with everything else that was going on if we wanted to go and get to Rosie's play on time. Um, yeah. And it was also very, very sticky and sweaty and muggy this weekend. So, um, yeah, it was. It but was. I was going to say that is always my role in those sort of uh, uh, occasions. Like if 
a, a weekend away or a holiday or something, I will find you like a Tudor experience and I will persuade everybody <laughs> to go and do it. <laughs> I love doing stupid stuff like that. Not stupid, it's great. But I love, for some reason, that feels like a real good spend of my money that like if I give you £20 An and experience. you can give me two hours yeah. of entertainment, then I'm I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh bless <laughs> yeah but it was great fun I really enjoyed it and I got to stick my head in a big picture with a hole in it of Shakespeare of course you did I saw that on Instagram and I did not I, until this very moment I did not put two and two together I was like oh Holly's just sticking her head in one I'll of those stick things it on again. my Instagram later to, <laughs> later for everybody to see but yeah uh, the, me, me as the bard of Avon himself <laughs> I love it I love those great. things I love um, those things. They're so funny. I went on holiday with Dave and the kids and there was a bit where Dave stood by. There was, we were on a kind of, you know, uh, a a sort of ancient kind of train platform and they had one of kind of, and it was such a a classic um, British holiday one where it's a cardboard, you know, like a wooden cardboard cutout with holes in, in the faces. And the painting was of like a very rotund family wearing horizontally striped Victorian sewing costumes, if you can imagine mm, that a, scene. An absolute classic. That is the British ho- family holiday image. Yes. Quite that. And um, and Dave stood behind one. And I remember, alm- no, I didn't almost, I did wee myself a little bit because I found it so funny. That They're in, absolute in his little classic. Face. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. I think his face fitted very perfectly so there was you know so there was no gap around the hole which meant <laughs> he did embody this person yeah and I think he was the I think he'd stuck himself into the behind the woman's bit where she probably was wearing like you know bloomers and a, and a kind of frilly hat and things like that and the, and it it was Classic just comedy very very funny yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it there's a there's a um there's a James A Caster sorry your nemesis um hate him (laughs) there's a sketch he does about the fact that they don't have a name and it is kind of true like if you think about it what are they called yeah what is that that's why i couldn't come up with it i I was like it's a board board with a picture of the hole in where the head should be yeah yeah Yeah. maybe there is a name for them i was gonna say i should i look it up but we maybe i should ask you because you've uh, what you did this weekend because you've actually got some but based on stalking your instagram you've got some news <laughs> well so right 40 um, minutes what, in by the way we're going to absolutely get it in the neck from some person who's like oh, no. oh, i'm not talking oh, about running at all running. yeah okay running 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 right so um <laughs> in our in our last that's for seo purposes in yeah. our last episode um i talked about how i had been trying to poke my vo2 max up by doing slower running yeah and then more dedicated faster running and what had happened is that my vo2 max had gone down a point mm-hmm. and so uh, i just decided to carry on with it because you know don't give up after a week people that's that's kind of the message here so um so i did so i carried on with that kind of routine so i've done another i've done i've actually run quite a lot because uh, why was it? But I think boot camp was cancelled, so I ran on that day as well. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've run quite a lot, so much so that Garmin told me to stop running. <sighs> I actually had I put my my watch on yesterday to go for a run, and it said, "This is a rest day. Stop it," kind of thing. 
not not those oh, words exactly. Go but, yeah, on. No, that's a, I know, yeah. but I, I was like, nah, that's fuck a bit you, of me. I'm running. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a bit of you. Yeah. <laughs> so um yeah, so I carried on and I think the like maybe two runs after that episode had gone out when my VO2 max had dropped, it went up. So okay. I was like, oh, it's working, it's working, it's working. But I'm going to flick to the end of what I'm going to talk about because after I went on my long run on Sunday, um, which was eight miles, it went down. Oh, fuck's so, sake. Oh, I don't know. But um, I think the- I know that, um, and obviously we spoke to a g- expert from Garmin last week, um, but I think being honest some of that stuff can be so helpful and I know that VO2 max is a pretty good indication of sort of just like general overall fitness but Mm. I really do think that like it feel is always going to be more important like you know your body better than a little watch at the end of the day and like if you feel if you felt good in those runs and you feel like the 80 20 kind of method is working well then like and it's making you feel like a stronger runner then I mean Verity Max can fuck off a little bit. Like it's only been invented recently. I mean, I think the kind of, <laughs> I think the thing about the eighty twenty, the, the 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 thing that I'm loving is the eighty. You know, yeah. as discussed, and so the giving myself license to run slower and 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 quite a lot slower is is really really nice that does feel like I am being kind to myself and that feels like a lovely thing to do and particularly on long runs that I'm just like absolutely the the foot is off the gas kind of thing I'm just pulling it right back and and it's just yeah that's just it's really nice the 20 I'm not really doing that much I think it's not I'm not doing 80 20 I think at best it's 90 10 okay and if I'm being honest it's probably 95 5 that's my method I like so, that yeah so it's not it's not I can understand why it's not doing it and I can I, I can tell that I'm not as fit as I was a few months ago there's the, the hill that I have to run up to get home I had I've always been able to not always been able to, but mostly I'd be able to kind of very, very slowly huff all the way up and then collapse at the corner just by my house. But now I don't. I do it in breaks. So I, I do a little bit and then I walk a little bit and then I do a little bit and then I walk a little but bit. But you, so were, I, I you do were, know. You were, you know, you were hot off a marathon and about to run another one. Like it's natural yeah, to go in different phases and it is exhausting and potentially might damage other areas of your life, like mental health or relationships with other people or whatever, if you're trying to maintain. I think one thing that I really struggle with, and it's because of the industry that we're in and the fact that we do mm. this, like there are so many reasons why I adore doing this podcast and being part of women's running. But one thing that I have to really watch myself for is thinking that fitness is worth like it's kind of self-worth like it is absolutely fine yeah. to drop fitness you're not less of a person because you're less able to run without getting out of breath or because you can do one more press up than you could before or like yeah it's it's I understand if you've got personal goals and stuff that like that you want to pursue but in terms of just like generally um self-worth and who you are as a person you are just as great and cool and lovely if you are super speedy able to run a marathon and if you've got to take breaks going up your hill 
Yeah, well, thank you very much. I do. I it does. I do feel like I have a more healthy relationship with running, generally speaking, at the moment. That I don't. Even though I was running quite a lot over the last week, it didn't feel like any of those were um, punishing. Mm-hmm. That that each of them, I did that thing of thinking about how I would feel at the end, and um, and I think it's fair to say that I felt always better after I'd done it than before I went out, which is mostly the case. Um, I mean, it was, it, some of them were hard cause it was hot and stuff. Yeah. And then, and then on Saturday, as I said, boot camp wasn't on. And so I decided to go to park run for the first time in over a year. The last time I went was with you. Oh my goodness. I mean, same. I haven't been since we went together, which sounds like mm. we had an awful experience. We did have a nice experience. Um, yeah, aside actually, from some of I the ran... things that we bitched about that <laughs> caused huge <laughs> drama in our community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, look, when I when I ran with you, it was a much nicer experience than when I ran on my own this weekend. Because really, yeah, I also we went so slowly because my fitness levels were really low then. So we were like, I think we did it in like forty minutes, and we were just kind of like chatting away and not think, not pushing, but. Okay, so so there are there are a couple of things to note here that if people don't know the which most people won't know the 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 course around Bath it's it is mostly flat but it's it's trailish and um and there is a, a socking great flight of stairs yeah it's rough at, at about the one mile mark um and so you, you it's not a PB course it's not a course where you're gonna you know get your best time and so. I did a classic Esther, right? So on Garmin, it tells you what your PB is for each distance, for 5, 10, half and full, based on timings that you've done, right? So my 5K PB is around 26 or 27 or something. Mm-hmm. And um, okay, so 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 I had that in my head. I knew that. And I went along to this park run thinking, oh, I fancy, you know, I feel quite fit. I fancy like giving it a bit of effort, you know, so I'm going to, I'm going to really go for that. So that was the other thing. And then the third thing was I decided not to check what my previous parkrun PB was. Um, so that was a third little factor in, in what happened on Saturday morning. So then Saturday morning. Also it was boiling on Saturday morning. It was absolutely boiling. Um, and, but anyway, so, so off I go and I arrive in okay time and whatever, and off I pop. And it was so fucking hard, I almost puked. I really pushed myself, really pushed myself. And by the last mile, I was like, I need to stop pushing myself. And I pulled back a little bit because I did actually honestly think I was going to throw up. And um, had I eaten anything? I can't remember if I'd eaten anything. But, you know, it wasn't, you know, I I hadn't, I didn't think I was doing anything weird. Yeah. I I just thought, you know, Saturday morning run, that's fine, you know, whatever. Um, And I pushed and pushed and pushed. And I came in, not only did I come in at 29 something or rather, but a full minute slower than my parkrun PB. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And not only was it a full minute slower. When was that parkrun PB that you set? Oh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, 
but you know, I was, it was, I was also looking at my watch and thinking, you know, Garmin says that my, my 5k PB is 26. What am I doing languishing at 29 and it being the most awful 5k I've ever done, but forgetting obviously that the 26 had been taken when I'd run on a towpath and had run on complete flat. Yeah. And, and it was probably, um, you know, like when you're running like a 10K or a half marathon, like your fastest 5K isn't necessarily your first 5K. You know, you do your little warm up and then you, yeah. the 5K, your best 5K is kind of between mile two and five or something yeah. like that, isn't it? Um, so, you know, and, and Garmin has, has taken that snapshot of my fastest run and, and, and whacked it into those stats. And it's absolutely right if I was running on a track, say, or running on a towpath, but not if I was running the bath. Um, no, it's basically a trail run. With stairs. And, yeah, and it's got stairs halfway through. And they're like hefty yeah. stairs. Also, yeah. unless you are the sort of person who does like nudging and things, I don't think yeah. park run is necessarily going to be the place to get a 5k PB because like sometimes you can be sort of stuck behind somebody or you could be sort of like... Yes. Or just like pacing yourself a bit wrong by looking at the wrong person to kind of... Totally, totally. too much or, or not. Or, or yeah, going that, that a bit thing that I love doing. You're right. That thing that I love doing in a marathon, where looking at the back of someone's heels and kind of pulling back slightly and running behind them and using them as a kind of pacer. You can't really do that in park run because everyone's running faster than you feel. Than you feel comfortable doing exactly. And then, yeah, and it was just. It was all like all of it didn't. It just. It just didn't work for me. But I tell you what was quite nice. So the email I got, you know, a couple of hours later to say. You have failed, didn't say that. Where it said, you Absolutely know, this is, this is what I would, you got. I would, I know it's all different, different <laughs> people, but I would kill for a 29 minute part, five, 5k park run. So I got, when I got that through, it did also point out that, so there were 300 and something runners. And I came, now, now don't, don't go overboard on this piece of information because we don't have all the facts, but I came fifth in my age category. I know. Which I was like, oh, that's really good. But what if there were only, you know, what what if there were five of us? I mean, you don't, you have no idea how many. I, I'm it in doesn't, the v... it doesn't it say out of how mm. many? It doesn't. No. I know I know how many people there were. I don't know how many people were in the V forty five to forty nine category. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but what I tell you, what made me really excited about that? Yeah, that's insane. That, of course, Esther. I am going to get when excited I... about that. I'm afraid. No, be more excited for what's going to happen when I go running running at the end of October when I'm 50 and I flick into the next category. I mean, how exciting is that going to be? Because then I'll be in V50 to V55. <gasps> I, could, I, could, I could come first. You could. could. And then you'll be a local <laughs> celebrity. <laughs> you are a local celebrity. I am a local celebrity, yeah. So that'd be all. That'd be, that'd be very exciting. That's um, very but, cool. But I, also, because I was running in, I was running, it was, it was hot. It was uh, humid, um, of which we should talk more about because that running, in fact, you've got a, an email in a little bit, haven't you? I have. Kind of about that sort of thing. So we, we can talk about that. But because we're there, we're talking about running, we're talking about heat, that I think we should address the elephant in the room, which is the last episode and me wanging on about short wearers. I know, I did think that when we were talking about parkrun, because obviously we also had quite a contentious episode when we spoke about parkrun before. um, And I did want to say as well that like, if you don't want to look at those times and things like that, because they can sometimes make you feel rubbish. Some clever listeners wrote in and said um, things you can do, like not scan your... You can opt out. You can opt out of them. You can not scan your barcode or whatever. Um, 
but um but go back and listen to the parkrun episode on that um but yeah i think we should we should talk because i we want every i i want all of you to feel our love because i feel as yeah. though some of the things that we said about shorts last week were taken in a not loving way and i want you to all know how much we love you all and that this is a very safe yeah. cozy community where you can wear whatever the fuck you want to run and we yes. don't really think that people who wear shorts are bastards that's really not what no, we think exactly no we don't and and, <laughs> and uh, oh my god so but I, I got myself into a little defensive ball of defensiveness because because well so last week what I was saying for the for the people that haven't listened um so what I was suggesting was and I was absolutely doing it as a complete piss take was suggesting that people that wear shorts didn't really understand the plight of those that didn't Mm -hmm. um and I know that's not the case I was taking the piss however it was I mean I consider myself sort of one of those people like I was saying Mm. went on to say in the episode that like i I make myself wear shorts around the house I've worn shorts to run once I like cycling shorts but still um and like I really try and encourage myself to do that because of the fact that I don't feel super comfortable with my legs so we're absolutely not suggesting that everybody who wears shorts is has exactly the same you know isn't capable of understanding another experience yeah absolutely so 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 that is true um and also I think that so my position if I hadn't spelt it out massively correctly beforehand um but my my position is of someone who feels deeply uncomfortable wearing shorts. And I, what I do understand, because there is a bit of a movement, isn't there? There's a kind of a wear the, wear the damn shorts kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I get that. And I am also like, I don't know what the word, I just, I am overwhelmed, I think, by how amazing women are who feel courageous enough and I also think that it's it's really stupid that we need to feel courageous in order to kind of show bits of our body that lots of other people do without thinking twice about it but it is it is a courage issue um and I think it's incredible that women do this and they inspire other people to wear shorts and they inspire their children to wear shorts and um and to wear whatever clothes they want however that's all parceled up and put to Mm -hmm. one side I think those people are amazing I can't do it. So what I'm talking about is me. I'm not talking about anyone else. I'm talking about me. And I haven't worn shorts since I was probably about 12. Mm-hmm. I don't currently want to wear shorts. It's not It's not an item of clothing I feel is lacking in my wardrobe. I, I know that it, it's because I am uncomfortable in my own skin. And so, yeah, in an ideal world, I would love to go out there and wear shorts and vests and crop tops and, you know, whatever. Be, be, that, be that person who is gloriously uninhibited and happy in their own body shape and skin and, you know, whatever. Um, but I'm not that person. And so I feel most comfortable when I'm going for a run wearing leggings. And I will wear you know in the summer I'll wear thin leggings um I might even wear a capri I mm-hmm. might do um potentially probably not actually but I'm more likely to wear like a seven eight but a, th- a very thin one in the in when it's super super hot 
and I will wear a little t-shirt or maybe <clears throat> maybe occasionally a vest, not very often, and I would drink lots of water and I will feel... The thing is, what will happen is if I wear fewer clothes and I go f- for a run, and I have tried this, um, my anxiety levels are so high that then the run itself becomes not enjoyable. Yeah. Because I'm so kind of hyper aware of skin and flesh and whatever being on I show. I think if, so, if, yeah, if that's the, the, the main, the main thing there, like if you don't feel comfortable, I suppose it's, I, I totally get what you mean. Did you feel a little bit like some of the responses that we got were a bit personal in suggesting that like, in sort of doing the opposite thing maybe of in a response of feeling potentially told what to wear or not super happy with the depiction of people who might wear shorts that then you felt like you were being told what to wear in a little bit of a fight the power opposite direction that was like well hang on what if wearing shorts for me isn't about overcoming things or about sort of my power it's just I don't really want to wear shorts I felt I felt exactly Mm. that. I felt Mm. exactly that. I felt like, like at the beginning, what I was talking about were a couple of people who have said to me in the past, over the past sort of three decades, oh my God, I can't believe you're not wearing shorts. And they've come at it from, and so, so when, when I was sort of joking about it, they've come at it from a point of view of like, look, it's really fucking hot. Why aren't you wearing shorts? But also it was an incomprehension that someone would not or could not or 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 would find it very very difficult to mm. wear shorts in incomprehension of people's difference right Paul, haven't you always dreamt of crossing that iconic finish line on the mall with Buckingham Palace behind you and a well-earned medal in your grasp? Well, of course, but the 26.2 miles that you've got to run before you get there, not so much. Yeah, fair enough, but I'm not talking about the London Marathon. Did you know that the London Vitality 10,000 finishes on the exact same mile? You can have the same final victory lap without having to run a marathon. As if. Isn't running a 10k still going to be a little bit tricky? I I think 10k runners are meant to be of the speedy variety. Well, yeah, that's true. Some of them are, but... If you join our very own Women's Running Wave, we'll be setting off right at the back without any time pressure whatsoever. There'll be space for speedy runners and slow plodders alike. Plus, we'll be starting the race together and supporting each other all the way round. Well, 100% sign me up. And also, quick request, can we have a cold glass of Savvy B afterwards? Oh, most definitely. And not only that, but we'll also be meeting up beforehand in our own special women's running zone where we can all do a little excited wee in our pants together. Sounds bloody brilliant. Head to vitalitylondon10,000.co.uk today and select the women's running wave when you sign up to run with us as well as hundreds of other brilliant women. Link in the show notes. And so that's why, so while I was joking, and I was only talking about two people, while I was joking, I was actually making a point that, yeah, I felt slightly body shamed about wearing leggings when it was kind of weather inappropriate, right? And 
So that's what I was talking about. And, and so I think as then, well the understanding of what empathy is, like you weren't saying that those people didn't have the ability to sympathize with you or to but that you didn't feel that they understood and were on a level with what you were experiencing, which is what yeah, empathy yeah. is. So it's not that you were trying to suggest that they didn't they didn't feel for you or they didn't but just that they they didn't understand quite where it was that you were coming from there exactly exactly and and also and since since that last episode went out I've had the same thing again Mm. you know so it's like you know very very well-meaning always like from really really lovely people um just going oh my god why aren't you just wearing you know just like like incredulous incredulous that I wouldn't wear Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Shorts, and it's like, no, hang on, you know, I I wouldn't turn around to someone like I know this is bonkers, but I wouldn't turn around to someone wearing shorts, going, fucking hell, how come you're wearing shorts? Mm -hmm. You know, I just it wouldn't even occur to me to kind of question someone's clothing choice. I think some people felt from what we said in the last episode that we were commenting on what other people wear, and at the end of the day we shouldn't do that and nobody should do that but I think the wider context so it was it was particularly on social media that it got a li- went a little bit bonkers and I yeah. think um the um well not really just some people who didn't agree with us quite strongly um yeah but I think that particular clip was a bit of a joke but the wider yes. context of the conversation that we were having was exactly that it was about the fact that like we really shouldn't give a flying fuck about what other people are wearing about what we wear I think to play devil's advocate I definitely understand this feeling that I've experienced myself before from people who might be very conscious of imperfections um mm. and I'm doing big inverted commas for the term but yeah um and the fact that they might have a certain standard for themselves that then you feel might be being applied to you automatically if that makes sense so that if, if yeah. you say oh Hol, I could never wear shorts because of this because of that then I but it's but it's fine for other people too then yeah. I can totally see how that might read as oh if you're not willing to sort of like show acknowledge that you might have things that you consider to be imperfections or whatever then does that mean that you think imperfection equals bad and therefore are looking at other people with the same eye which I know is not you and is not what you're doing but I do understand how some people could feel that way um and think that potentially us saying that we wouldn't wear shorts or that even you know I said that Mm. I, I would like to more but that we find that 
anxiety inducing might make it seem as though we're trying to sort of pass judgment on anybody who does because yeah, oh, you no, can but absolutely. we couldn't possibly yeah. sort of thing and I do get that but yeah really yeah, I, the conclusion think- is that w- w- please wear whatever you want like oh my god yeah and and and, and what you said I think is that's really clever, actually. It's a really that's a really smart kind of um, thing to have noted because, yeah, you're absolutely right because that's it's the reason why, you know, I'd want to be kind of naked more in front of Felix, mm-hmm. or to kind of wear kind of more revealing clothes in front of Felix because uh, it's that same sort of thing, isn't it? It's kind of, you know, if if I cover myself up, then she's going to think that I I'm sort of passing comment on somehow kind of. If I, yeah. if I don't like myself yeah. and I don't like other people doing the same thing. Whereas actually the reverse is completely true that it does come from a position of, of self-loathing, which I know, I know, and that's fine. That's me. But in terms of what other people wear, I think all I have to say is that I just, I walk around in the summer and I look at women on beaches with heart-shaped eyes with just wishing that you had the confidence sort of envy thing. Mm-hmm. of their of their confidence of of the clothes they wear of the happiness that they appear to have whilst wearing those clothes um i think you know um, yeah. i am pretty much sure that every single body is bloody beautiful and bloody yeah. brilliant so i did it's want not, to comment that never some comment. of the responses i did want to be like oh my goodness guys we can you not tell from this clip that we are jealous like 100% jealous of people who've got the confidence like it's something that I'm really working on doing like my legs are my biggest insecurity and I'm so scared of getting them out but I'm really working on trying to not feel that you know cast the same Mm. kind of treat myself the same as I would treat a friend or any of you guys or like yeah or or Esther like when I listen to you I'm like of course you should bloody wear shorts you got hot legs but I would to myself always have a slightly different standard and I think we're all guilty of doing that um and it's natural and normal and it's not something that like we should feel like we're awful people for doing but it is something that like we should work on because I appreciate that having a different standard for yourself is quite difficult to live up to and being as kind to yourself as you would to other friends or to the other people in your community is a good thing to work towards but it's hard and we're jealous and (laughs) yeah yeah we are we are completely jealous and I I just yeah I, I, I think it's kind of it's understanding which I think we talked about actually in the last podcast it's understanding that we've all got unfortunately some body hangups and sometimes they're quite small and sometimes they're quite kind of wide ranging. And like you say, if you were to say to me, if you were to start listing, you know, this, I don't like this bit. I don't like that bit. I don't like, you know, if I were to start listing my bits, we would be sitting next to each other, looking yeah. at each other's legs with a kind of critical eye saying, but your legs are lovely. Or yeah. like, what the, what the fuck, you know, like, and I, I, I always kind of, veer towards kind of the hideousness of thread veins that I've got on my legs and stuff like that. And whenever, like literally 100% of the time that I have complained about it, 100% of the responses have been, oh, I've never seen them. No, I've never so seen it, them. But So it's always me. It's yeah. just me looking at them. And, the, you know, the same is true of what, whatever kind of, you know, little piece of dimpled flesh or yeah. kind of six-year-old knees. That's my thing. Barn owl um, knees. You know, what that's it, my thing. <laughs> 
They just look. They look like barn owls. I'll I'll get Doug to take a picture of it later, and I'll I'll send it to you. I'll put it on the on the. um, I don't know. Maybe I'll put it on Discord. I'm a bit embarrassed to put it on Instagram. Oh, I should. I should for exactly the reason we were just talking about. Who cares about my barn owl knees? But they look like Hedwig. Do they? Yeah, the faces. Oh my god. That actually sounds. I can hear Doug laughing in the other room. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you a picture. But you're completely right. We've all got something. Um, I think. I think the thing that like I struggle with that I need to get on board with and not be so, not think of the world as being so black and white in that regard. Mm. But I guess there's also a little bit to acknowledge about certain body types or certain um, things that you might be insecure about not necessarily being quite so recognized as negative in society as others. Mm. So like, I do think that there is a bit of a difference and, oh, I'm really cautious to say this, I really don't want to start another argument, but please like, you know, write in and let me know your thoughts about it. It's just discussion and debate, but I think that, there is there does feel like something quite to me as a person who's curvier I feel quite brave Mm. and I feel like go on girl if I wear shorts because of the fact that I might be opening myself up to potentially more criticism by society than somebody who is a more straight-sized person um uh, there we go. Yeah. That's out in the ether. That's something that I think. So maybe, yeah. for, maybe, maybe, like you were saying there, if somebody who is stereotypically considered to be a little bit more of that sort of like societally acceptable body type of being quite mm. a athletic or thin looking person, then if they say to you, you should just wear the shorts, go for it, wear the shorts kind of thing, I think sometimes mm. that can feel a little bit like do we have quite the same understanding of like what that might be like to wear the shorts kind of thing? Um, yeah. I, I'll, yeah. I will say okay. that, but I don't think that, but I, I, I still a hundred percent would agree that everybody at the end of the day, however you look and however society perceives you and whether you've grown up being told you're yeah. absolutely stunning and gorgeous every day, or whether you've grown up feeling like always the person who none of the people in your class fancied or you didn't you were always comparing yourself to others or whatever that you will have something that you find yourself to feel insecure about and we should all be thoughtful of others and what those are us oh included yes. but also other yeah, people yeah. who told Esther to wear shorts because it is scary yeah. <laughs> it is scary and it, yeah and it's I also think working in this industry um, for both of us can be quite a tough one because, mm. um, it, you know, it, sometimes I'll feel like I have to wear shorts because mm. that's what's been sent to me or yeah. that's what everyone else is doing in a photograph or, yeah. um, I mean, happily, I think we live in a day and age where like, for instance, there was, there was a time a couple of months ago where I was, it was requested that I wore some shorts for a picture or something and everyone else was wearing shorts. And I was able to sort of say then, I don't feel comfortable wearing that. And happily we were, we were in this day and age, it's, you can say that and everyone, yeah. and no one bats an eyelid. No, there might be um, plenty of reasons that somebody might not like religious reasons or yeah. yeah. They, that, that's that true. That's might, true. And yeah. 
And then, and on top of that, actually, I think it's also worth acknowledging that we don't know everyone, do we? So, mm. so, so like coming, from, there are two angles here that I wanted to add on to what you were just saying that, um, having seen recently that someone commenting from, from the point of view of, of previously having an eating disorder mm-hmm. and talking about how she felt that people from her perspective, it was like people were felt more able to pass comment on thinner body types than curvier See, body that's types. really interesting because that's exa- that's the opposite of what I've just said. So already, yeah, I feel yeah. like maybe I don't understand what that's like and that must be really, really difficult. She, you do she see... was coming from the point of... Sorry, I was yeah, going to say you see people a lot of time, a lot of the time being, yeah, feeling like they can critique that. I mean, I think the same can go with people who are a lot, lot bigger as well, that mm. often people will do it under the guise of sort of health and concern for your health, when I really don't think that it is that a lot of the time. It's something yes. about your appearance has made me uncomfortable and I'm going to comment on it. Yeah, and and I think thinness, it comes from the same perspective. And I think mm-hmm. it's worth it's worth sharing that when the only complaints about bodies that I have put on the front cover of the magazine that I've ever had have been because of thinness and never because of curviness. And really you know that I have, we have a range of different body types on the cover. But you've had um, people you know, comment on that woman on the cover is too thin. Yeah. That's really sad. Really and I'm sad. really conscious really of sad. what I've said now, because I do feel as though like, obviously I'm definitely not suggesting that it's just a re- it's just really complicated, isn't it? Our relationships All of to our it's bodies and super complicated. Yeah, and, and that's like, why and the, the other, answer the, uh, at the end of the day should just be don't just let, comment let on somebody be. else's. Yeah. yeah, and and assume best intentions because the other thing that I was going to bring into the mix was we don't know people's histories, we don't know people's stories, so we don't know if there's been an eating disorder before mm-hmm. then. We don't know people's religious or cultural background. Yeah. We don't know. You know, and if I'm if I would go personal for me, people commenting on the reasons why I won't share show my flesh don't know the weight that I've been in the past. They yeah. don't know um the degree to which I've been taunted in the past because of my body. Yeah. You know, they don't know those things. And so and, and yeah. I'm not willing to kind of respond to them going, actually, you know, these comments in my as a child have stayed with me same. and that's, so I think a lot of the you know. time that's what it is isn't it like that's the same for me mm. and that's why I slightly leapt on societally as it's slightly different but actually I, maybe it isn't at all it's just who you encounter and I definitely encountered yeah. people who who made comments about my weight when I was a child that yeah. especially when I was wearing shorts or had my legs out that made me not want to get my legs out anymore um fat Taylor Swift was one of my favorites <gasps> I think that's quite oh. funny now. But definite things that made me be like, oh my goodness, like I feel really like looked at and just at the end of the day, I think that was what we're trying to say from this is that like, of course, if you had an opinion about what it was that we said about the potentially um, misplaced joke about people who wear shorts <laughs> not having empathy for people who don't, at the end yeah. of the day, I think maybe what it slightly ended up being a debate about was like like that 
comment that Esther made was just a response to having been told what to do with her body in the past. And nobody likes to be told that because no one knows what someone else is going through and nobody understands in the way that you personally do. And so I think the way that it kind of ended up slightly just on socials, breaking out into a little bit of a debate around like suggesting that potentially we were policing other women's bodies or I think, although... I obviously apologize if people did feel that way. I think we're also kind of not going to take lying down because it literally came from the fact that it was a comment about feeling as though your body was being policed by other people who were trying to be helpful, but in fact, just commenting on your body, which no one should do. And I think we're all in the same camp here. We're all in agreement, really, when it comes down to it. Yeah, Wear what you feel comfortable in. Yeah. Is that, you know, everyone, everyone should wear what they feel comfortable in. Yeah. We know, we've looked at each other over a pair of cycling shorts and a crop top and given each other the look of fear of like, oh my bloody hell, are you going to wear this? Like, you know, we know the fear. We know the fear. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we... Everyone and talking should, about it helps you know, us all people- understand that we're not the only ones because, again, I feel like as a curvy person who has who has cellulite, that like when I've been to press events, like you were saying, Esther, where like they give you a pair of shorts <laughs> and, and um, or like just like press events with sporty brands where I've been the only person in the room who has been mid-sized or, uh, you know, let alone anybody who is actually a plus-size person or whatever. And I feel like it it has made me automatically be like, oh, well, I will stick out like a sore thumb. Like, I will look different. I will be looked at yeah. if I wear the shorts. At the end of the day, no, you won't. Everybody thinks that about themselves. Everybody thinks that they will, are the main character and that they will be the individual that gets looked at yes. if they wear yeah, the shorts. Yeah, exactly. But, I'll stick out because of my bony ankles or I'll stick out because yeah, of my... Nobody's yeah, nobody's looking whatever. at yeah. your cellulite, hun. No. Nobody's looking at <laughs> but your thread veins. However... It's, mm. it's it's difficult to it's difficult to get past that sometimes and let's all it have is. empathy for each other and um that includes us towards aforementioned short wearers who were yes. referring to specific encounters that Esther had had and not all short wearers <laughs> might have done I know. <laughs> some people did take umbrage with being with us referring to people as short wearers as well because they were like, we're just oh, yeah. women who sometimes wear shorts. We just do enough, like yes. to do silly things with words, if you haven't noticed on we this do. podcast. But yeah. we are and fully we cherish, aware of we that. we cherish the short wearers. We, oh, yeah. We, they're up there with the Capri wearers and yeah. the thong wearers, whoever yeah. they are. So yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Let's confess. I'm a thong wearer because otherwise... My ass cheeks chafe together. I need something oh. to keep keeping them apart. <laughs> I can't do it. I wear a seventies little bikini pant. That's that's my <laughs> pant of choice. If we're if we're on that kind of confessional, there we go. Line, yeah. See, so, now you know. Yeah, you. We told you what <laughs> pants we wear and confessed as to why. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Did we have uh, an email? Yeah, let's And that's move. a leading question because I know that we do. We did. And actually, it's kind of, it's quite a nice segue because if we're discussing, you know, obviously the big thing that we didn't mention mm. is that for some people, very practically wearing a loose pair of shorts is a great answer to heat. It might not be for everybody, sure. but um, some people prefer that. Um, and uh, we did have a letter from Frida, who I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. 
She said, dear ladies, love your podcast and listen to it weekly. Also get your magazine monthly that I love. There we go. Oh, that's nice. Uh, my running goal is to complete my first full marathon in Berlin in September. I've done quite a few halves in the past, including the Paris half that we did. Well, hey, oh. um, yesterday I did a summer half here in Norway where we have, uh, where we're having a heat wave at the moment. I started out the pace I did in Paris, hoping my body wouldn't make much of the heat, 27 degrees. That's what it's been like here at the moment, which is I Ooh, would not enjoy yeah. doing a half in that heat. After no. 8K, there was no way I could go on. And from there, I, from there on, I had my walking breaks. I hydrated mm. pretty well and had a gel halfway, but the heat really got to me. The temperature in Paris is way more my comfort zone. I finished 15 minutes later than plan. And uh, in the end, I was just happy to have made it through. Now I worry Berlin could be equally warm. Also, some of my long runs in summer will have to be completed in Tuscany. Very jealous. That sounds like a holiday of <laughs> oh a dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, so any tips on how a cold climatized Norwegian could do better in warm weather? Thanks so much, Frida. God, well, you know what? I think that she's going to be doing a lot of the hard work anyway, just by going on holiday to Tuscany. Yeah. Because some runners I do that know... on purpose, don't they? Like yes. they will go and yeah. practice doing that. So maybe rather than fearing the fact that some of those training runs are going to be in Tuscany, think, oh, Embrace good, them. I've got some in yes. Tuscany. Yeah. They definitely, when I was training last summer in Cornwall without the heat of Tuscany, but my God, we were going through a heat wave. Um, Cornwall, I've Tuscany. learned quite a lot from that. Yeah. Similar. You know. <laughs> um, they, the, on those runs, they were really, really, really fucking hard. And what that did was strengthen me like no kind of, like, like nothing has ever done since uh, for the marathon that I did in October. Like it was, and, and you also, on, like on my Garmin, it, it said that I was doing some heat acclimatization oh, got you got you yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that nice um so it said i was doing that on those long runs um so that was really good i think the only thing i'd say is if you're running in tuscany and it's going to be you know considerably different temperature to what you're used to running in a take it much fucking slower yeah like really because i really learned my cost i really learned my cost I really almost nearly fainted on the first long run I did in Cornwall um, because I ran out of water um, and it was hilly um, and I was stupid. So like even now I did, I did eight, eight miles at the weekend. It was quite warm and muggy and humid and stuff. And I took a liter of electrolytes with me and I got through all of that. And that is what I took with me when I was running kind of 16, 17 miles in Cornwall. Mm -hmm. I only took a litre with me. That's all I took. And it wasn't enough. So take much, much, much more fluid than you think that you need. Make sure that you've got some electrolytes in there because it's so important because you're going to be sweating all that salt out. Yeah. So I would definitely do that. I would definitely go slower. I would definitely put in walk breaks. Um, and Yeah, maybe yeah. The, the experience of the half that, that um you're talking about Frida of doing a few um a few weeks ago when you had it oh sorry it was yesterday when, when you wrote in so yeah a few mm. days ago um in Norway maybe that thinking of that experience as negative I mean obviously if it didn't serve your if it didn't sort of fulfill you in all the ways that you wanted to be fulfilled then appreciate that that's your prerogative but 
Mm. maybe rather than necessarily viewing it as negative because it was 15 minutes slower and because you had to Jeff bits of it, like maybe that's just, that's what your body was doing exactly what it naturally needed to do to cope better in the heat and you still managed to complete it and huge pat on the back that you did that because I think heat is always going to have a an effect on your running Always. and it, yeah. It, yeah it's it's difficult to hold yourself to that same standard um that's why you know professional athletes and things might go off and run in Lanzarote for a week so that they can do that acclimatization thing and increase their lung capacity and their um fitness level and stuff I suppose VO2 max mm -hmm. all of that stuff yeah it's true yeah they in, run slower in, in yeah. Lanzarote come back to the UK and, and then they can run a really fast cold run yeah or yeah, normal temperature yeah. for them run. So yeah. I think think of those. Do exactly all the sensible things that Esther said. Bring lots mm. of electrolytes, maybe a hat or something to keep the sun actually off your head um, mm. and uh, and go nice and slow. Um, maybe have a pal who might be able to hand you some water or a gel or something halfway that can help you out if they're going to be long runs. Um yeah. But yeah, think of those probably, Tuscany I'd, runs as great training runs. Massively mm. great training runs. I'd also, I'd probably have more than one gel because I think for a half marathon, mm. I'd probably get through two or three. Um, you might need a little bit more energy. That's the thing. Um, I think that the other thing to note is that, the, that this is the problem with spring and autumn marathons. They're there. They're in that point, you know, that, that point of the year in order to try and have the most the, the kind of the easiest temperature for runners as they possibly can. That's why it's spring and autumn, not summer and winter. So you're not sort of running through ice or running through kind of hot temperatures. But it does mean, to state the bleeding obvious, that especially if you're running in Europe, that you are at the mercy of the weather gods and you don't know if you might turn up and have a 24 degree race or yeah. you might have a four degree race. And I've turned up at the start line. I turned up at the start line of the Brighton half marathon last year and freezed my little tits off. It was mm -hmm. so cold and I didn't thaw until like mile eight. But yeah, equally we've had, you know, like bath half was, was much hotter than I, I had even dressed for. Yeah. That, even me, I was overdressed for that Esther one. And I felt a bit like sort of men in black when she turned up and yes, then it I looked was like I was going to going to explore something, not run something. Yeah, and, and then yeah, it was, that, that was. But I felt for you because I, I, I would have done the same thing if I had as much cool kit as you had. You looked very, very cool. But <laughs> it then got absolutely because it was a relatively chilly morning, and then it got absolutely boiling. It, was, it got so hot. And I had so exactly hot. the same thing. Like it, my run went completely to plan until about mile ten or eleven, where the sun really started beating down, and I was really struggling. Yeah. And I stopped for like a minute or two and had some water in somebody's back garden <laughs> because I couldn't cope. <laughs> and I think it's totally fine to accept that sometimes things like that happen. And yeah, yeah. Uh, you can, I, I mean, you can mm -hmm. plan for as much of the eventualities as, as you. As yeah, you can. I would have you know, wore plan, hydration, plan hydration vest but... if I knew that was going to happen, and that might have exactly stopped me from having to stop for a couple of minutes. But I absolutely was not mm. going to not do that for the sake of a particular time because I really thought I may yeah. not make it to the finish line otherwise. Yes, um, exactly. There's that. So it's it's kind of it's knowing your body, but I think yeah. the, pra the practicing in heat is going to be incredibly helpful. Um, and obviously, if you come from a, a colder country, then you don't really need to practice the cold stuff. 
but to kind of yeah be aware that anything could happen in berlin it could be it could be super hot it could be super cold it could be absolutely spot on perfect yeah but i think the holiday running is the thing that's actually going to probably yeah. make it make it great so i think so and i guess in terms of practical like if you're going if you're traveling from norway to for for the for the um race in berlin then making sure that mm. you've got a, a sort of a plan a a plan b and a plan c in terms of kit with you yeah. so you know something cool and light a hat and a hydration vest electrolytes and stuff but also an extra layer something that you know you feel comfortable in if it's a bit colder yes yeah which so i always forget i forgot that in paris it was bloody freezing in paris mm-hmm. and yeah i could have done with I mean, actually, I was offered one and I decided not to take that in the end. But like, yeah, that was definitely a wear an extra layer and discard it at the start line type of thing. Yeah. And bin bags, bin bags for the win. Yeah. In terms of feeling cold. Definitely. Also, if this is the same as um, the, let me just double check. Is is she doing, oh, she's doing the full marathon in Berlin. But Mm. I think it's the same organizers as the half, right? I have no idea. I have no idea. I have no idea. I was yeah, going to say, when, when we went, they gave you special sort of uh, space blankets and things. And the hydration stuff was really good all the way across the course. And, they do. Um, so hopefully it will be really well organized and they'll be prepared for the weather. Because that was, I think, the slight problem with Bath. Because yeah. I don't think anybody was prepared for it to be warm. It was in October in the UK. So I think everybody thought it was oh, going to be freezing. Ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And the previous really races had all tipped it down. So there was one hydration yeah. station that you passed twice in the loop. Whereas yeah. other races I've done, like when we did Paris, there was a hydration point every like 5K or something. And it was so good. Yeah, I think there were five yeah. of them. Yeah. And every single time I glugged loads down. Yeah, they, yeah, there were there were loads actually, mm-hmm. and the other my other little tip, which was not my tip at all, but it was someone that we, it wasn't it someone I think it was on um, one of our lives said, um, and and this is going from the other angle of when you're too cold, um, they said, oh, next time you do a race, don't say no to the foil blanket that they hand you afterwards, even if you don't want it, take it and then take that in your next race. Yeah, so that's a good at the idea. End of London Marathon, I had that completely in my head, and I took a little packet of the the you know the little foil blanket, and I've got it in the cupboard behind me. Um, and so the nice. next time I do a race, I'm going to take that with me because it's so easy to fold down and you know, and yeah, and use. You that could even put it back week. in a in a vest or a pocket or something, you, so that you, you don't have to def- throw it away. Mm. exactly yeah yeah and because I always wear a hydration pack if I'm doing more than 5k yeah I can yeah. always pack it back into that yeah <gasps> that's my tip but it's not Epic. my tip not actually my tip yeah I think so thank you for that question that was really interesting and please do continue to write in and send us your bits and bobs actually none of you yeah. wrote in to slag us off last week um but no, always, always feel nice. always feel free to <laughs> do do sometimes also, we'll respond it depends how cross we get yeah I, not, but also, I also tell think, like, us your week. queries because we love to have yes. a go at answering them in a very sort of unprofessional way on the pod totally unprofessional and in the spirit of full disclosure i got my period yesterday so if i was cranky about people that wore shorts last week that might That's have fine. been something to do with it yeah yeah i feel fine today people Good. can wear what they want i literally yeah. couldn't give a shit yeah. <laughs> Please excuse us if sometimes 
our feminism <laughs> gets thrown to the wayside for the sake of anger. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Come and join us on Patreon. You can get a ton of extra Pod Squad benefits from just £2 a month, including newsletters, live chats, and you can join our brand new Pod Squad chat room too. For just £6 a month, you can listen to bonus podcasts too. There are now five extra ones to listen to and a sixth one coming very soon. Go to Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash women's running to find out more. This podcast was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories, as we would love to include them in a future podcast. Happy running. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.